important part of the service which is the word of God Amen Are you ready for the word of God? I want everyone all over to stand up put your hands together as we welcome our shepherd, our mentor our pastor, Pastor Grace please put your hands together excitement and courage Amen for Jesus. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity. We are gathered around your feet, Lord. We want to sit at your feet today to hear you speak to us. Be refreshed by your Holy Spirit. Give us the grace to grow in Jesus from where we are to where you want us to be. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 
You may all be seated in heavenly places. Praise God. Thank the Lord for this wonderful opportunity to be here. We have so many uh, challenges with the weather, with the electricity, but we will overcome in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a nice day to be in church because it's wet outside. Hallelujah. We have been blessed to start uh, or to go back to conferences which we couldn't have for the past two years because of the coronavirus pandemic. But we thank God that it seems that we are back to normality now. Amen. And we have started this conference on Friday night. And we've been so blessed by this conference. <clears throat> it, is, it is surprising though that many of you were not here. I didn't see all of you here. And it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a concern for me as your father that you do not grab opportunities in life. Amen. I hope you can hear me because the rain is hitting on the, the roof. We are going to put a ceiling in soon so that we don't have so much noise from the rain. Amen. Glory to God. Um, I'm going to read you a scripture. I'm going to continue this morning with a little bit of the loyalty teachings. Although it's not really part of the conference per se, but this afternoon at 4 o'clock, we will have the last part of the conference. Now, if you missed out on the Friday and the Saturday, you can try to make your way to Sunday. Amen. Uh, Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2. If you're here for the first time, feel welcome. Be relaxed. This church is not like your normal church that you have been to. It's the best church south of the Sahara. And uh, we have people, we want, we, this is a joyful church. Plates come. Amen. Hallelujah. This is a very important scripture. I want you to understand this scripture talks about the Holy Spirit. Everybody listen to me. You cannot live a Christian life successfully without the help of the Holy Spirit. Why, Pastor Chris? Because there are too many attacks on your life. You will not survive. There are too many temptations. There are too many challenges. Too much evil in the world today. Jesus told his disciples, I will go away, but I won't leave you comfortless. I will send a helper. Hallelujah. I will send a helper to you. The Holy Spirit. Praise God. Now, how does the Holy Spirit help us as Christians? Because if you look at statistics, 
then a large part of Christians who come to make a decision for Christ, they don't continue for long on this journey. I was saved when I was 12 years old, gave my life to Christ, and I'm still here. I'm 42 now. And I'm still standing. Hallelujah. And, I, and, I, and at, the, at this stage, I don't have the mind to, to leave Christ. I've seen too many bad things happen. I don't want to leave Christ. Before I continue, I forgot that our visitors are here from Johannesburg. Wouldn't you stand? I just want to welcome you. Beautiful. They are our church members in Madran, Johannesburg. And they came all the way for the conference. Now that is an indictment against you. 1,000 kilometers away. They came by bus. They play on me dry. But I don't know what I'm saying. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. Because I want to warn you that you're not going to make the long journey. You know, it's like you're going to go through a desert, you climb on a horse, and somebody tells you, Brother, as they all water what they sound, which of you fears the Vustain? Now I'm here this morning to tell you, you're not going to make it. I'm serious. Your Christian life, you, you don't have an understanding of the demonic forces fighting against you. You've got no idea why people can't serve God for long. They didn't realize they can't do it without the help of the Holy Spirit. So after born again, you must be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now what does the Spirit do? There it is. It describes Jesus and saying how the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will come upon him. This verse, Isaiah was the prophet, the Messianic prophet who spoke about the coming Messiah. In a large part of his prophetic work, he, he, he keeps reminding us of Jesus. He told about the death of Jesus. He said he will be wounded for our transgressions. Before Jesus came, he spoke these words. He will be wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace will be upon him by his stripes we are healed. Yes. He spoke about the root of the stem of Jesse. He spoke about the, the line of David. He will come from there. He, he prophesied everything. And it happened just like he said. Isaiah the prophet. He has no form, no comeliness. He described the king, Jesus, the Messiah. He said, he had no form, no comeliness. There was no beauty in him that when you see him that you would desire him. He was an ordinary man. Wow. Because you know, the, the Jews were waiting for a king to be the Messiah. They heard about the Messiah, but they thought it was going to be a king that was going to come with power to deliver them from Roman oppression. But Isaiah the prophet made it clear to them that he was going to be a normal man. You wouldn't, when you see him, there would be no beauty in him that you would desire him. 
he would be despised and rejected of men a man acquainted with grief and sorrow but surely he bore our sorrows and carried our iniquities and by his stripes we shall be healed the prophecy but here he says the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him the spirit of wisdom the understanding the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord Amen now ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters family and friends I want to tell you that the description given of the Holy Spirit here that would come upon Christ is the same Holy Spirit that will come upon us. Amen. And this Holy Spirit would bring to us these things. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, advice, power, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. Now, in the Pentecostal church, which we are of Pentecostals, we've made the mistake often that we think the Holy Spirit is only for power. Are you all listening? Because when we lay hands on people, we, we want them to fall, to show power. That's only one aspect of the seven spirits of God. The Holy Spirit is one spirit, but it's described in seven ways. Are you listening? And if you look at all the understandings of the Holy Spirit, all the descriptions, only one has to do with this falling under the power or miracle healings and stuff. The rest has to do with the mind. Understanding is in the? Wisdom is in the? Knowledge is in the? Uh -huh. Now I'm bringing you to the teachings of loyalty and disloyalty. You see, why do Christians not last the distance? Why is there such a large amount of backsliders in Christian circles? Because we do not understand the knowledge, the understanding, and the wisdom part of the Holy Spirit. Yes. The conference is there to impart knowledge to you. Are you with me? But if you don't come, you say, I don't need this knowledge now. Or you say, I have, I know it's important, but I, I've got more important things than the knowledge which you which the Holy Spirit wants to display or give, bring to me. And it's for that reason, if you don't have knowledge, the English word says you are ignorant. Say ignorant. Yeah. Like I have no knowledge of airplane engines. Are you with me? When I look at the engine, I don't know zilt what is going on. It means I'm ignorant on airplane engines. Are you listening to me? 
Can they all hear me? Natalie, can you hear me? Die duivel wil hy, jylle moet my hoor, en hy kom my so met sy tricks. Now, how do people backslide? How do people fall away? How do people not serve God? How do people turn from being nice, excited about God's work, to eventually becoming fault finders, criticizers, accusers, and disloyal members. You can only fight that devil with the knowledge that you get in a conference like the one that we are having now. Are you with me? If you just want to say, you will have no knowledge, you will be ignorant concerning the attacks of Satan. That is what the point I want to bring across to you. And that's why when Satan comes to you, you can't even recognize him because when we were teaching you how to see him, you were not here. So now you think it's something normal. It's not normal. You don't even know the devil is busy with you. You do not know. You do not know Satan will use you. And if anybody is sitting here and say that Satan can't use you, then you better apologize to Peter. Because Satan used Peter, the head of the church, when he wanted to rebuke Jesus, and Jesus turned and said to him, Get behind me, Satan! You better apologize to Judas, one of the twelve that walked with Jesus for three years. And the Bible says when he, he went out and it was night, and Satan entered him. Tell your neighbor, Satan can enter you. Oh, Satan can enter. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 38. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 38. Can you all see the board here? I'm not sure if you can see. It's nice and dark. Maybe I want you all to read this with me, would you? It's a short one. And I want it to stick in your mind, okay? One, two, three, let's go. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. Any LT, please? That <laughs> ah, doesn't make sense, that one. Stay King James Version. If any man be ignorant, just let him stay ignorant. Amen. But I prophesy that you will not remain ignorant. You have come to a good church because your pastor here is a teacher by profession. First by the spirit and then by profession. Amen. I studied education, pedagogics, hermeneutics, all these things I know. Yes. I know Piaget's theory of early childhood development. I know a person by looking at the face if the brain is working properly or not. These are all things I learned in education. Yeah. I've also learned that most families, they send their cleverest children to university. And those that's a little bit skewed, they send to the church. Uh, forgive! 
Hallelujah. Now what is loyalty and disloyalty and why do we want to teach the church this? I'll explain it to you carefully. Loyalty is another name for faithfulness. People have come to dislike the word loyalty just because they don't understand that it just simply means faithfulness. It's a description of God. God is a faithful God. Amen? Amen? And Jesus said in Matthew 24, when he told the parable of the good servant, he said when, when the Lord came back to congratulate him, he said to him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. So ladies and gentlemen, faithfulness is a very important attribute, characteristic that you must have as a Christian. Say amen. You can't be wishy-washy and unfaithful. Now, Satan wants us not to see the seriousness of faithfulness. So he fights this message and he doesn't want people to know. Because if he keeps you ignorant, then you will remain ignorant. Do you get it? But while I'm teaching, I'm, I'm bringing knowledge of the word to you. Glory to God. Now, people that are ignorant are prone to disloyalty. People that don't know, they will make the mistakes. Isn't it right? I mean, you can't send a child to connect electricity wires and he don't know what the red, the blue, and the, uh, and the, and the yellow is. He's going to press it in the wrong places. And he's going to make an accident. Amen. Because loyalty is often the fruit of ignorance and immaturity and a lack of education. That's the fruit of disloyalty. Yes. Or the fruit of ignorance or immaturity is disloyalty. Uneducated people are more prone to rebellion and disloyalty because they do not understand the implications of what they are doing. Amen? And through the conference teachings, you will overcome the disadvantages that ignorance brings to your life and to your ministry. Hallelujah. So, Pastor Chris, why did you guys form like a conference on disloyalty or loyalty? I'll explain it to you now. One of the reasons is that churches are destroyed by the work of disloyalty. God is building His church and the devil is breaking it down. Say Amen. Just like the devil doesn't want your marriage to succeed because God is, God is the author and the institutor of marriage. He is the first marriage officer in the Bible when he joined together Adam and Eve. And since then, Satan has been coming to attack marriages. Yeah. Family. Family is God's idea. Husband, wife, children. God has... The devil has attacked it so much 
that you get more single parent families than married couples almost. And you get children that's wayward, off track. Satan is working all. Everything bad that happens to you, you can attribute it to Satan. Are you with me? Yeah. Even if you fight with your husband or your wife, one of, one of you is a devil. Normally the wife will say to the husband, say the devil. Then the husband will say, say the devil. They're not sure where the devil is, but somewhere there is a devil somewhere. I don't want you to be ignorant concerning Satan's works. You see, uneducated people, they make stupid comments concerning God's work in the church. They have no understanding. They even say, it's not necessary to teach the people about faithfulness. They have no understanding that the enemy is real. And churches, because it's also instituted by God, is also attacked by the devil. Are you all listening? Marriage is attacked. Family life is attacked. Churches are also attacked by the devil. Now you say, how? That's a good question. Churches will not be attacked from the outside. Satan uses a strategy to make the church not succeed, not grow, not develop, nothing, because it is God's thing. The gates of hell is standing in opposition to the church. Jesus said, I will build the church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It means the gates of hell is coming against it. Are you with me? It's coming against it. It won't prevail, but it's coming. And the gates of hell, the position of the gates of hell is placed directly opposite the building of the church. So there is no greater fight than the fight of the devil to make the church not work. Not just this church, all churches. I'm talking about all churches. It shouldn't work. That's why you don't get many big churches. Pastors will be struggling for 30 years. They have 50 members. And you, we don't know why. You know why? We are ignorant. Amen. We are fighting devils in human beings. Human nature and satanic nature in the church. So, we teach you this because we don't want you to stay ignorant. Then when, it, when, when Satan tries to come to deceive you, you say, ah, I've heard this, I've learned this. I've learned this by my pastor. This is Satan. I recognize you. You see, listen, Jesus had that spirit on him. The spirit of what? Of wisdom, understanding, knowledge. The 12 disciples, 
That 11 disciples didn't, re- didn't see Satan in Peter. Come on, are you listening to me? Hello, Koni the devil and Peter seen me. Maar omdat die Heere Jesus, die geest van God op hom gehaat het, Hallelujah! Sê hy onmiddellik vir Petrus, Satan is now working in you! Ek, the others might have said, Hy? Die Heere noem sê maar vir Petrus, die duivel jou? But Christ had the Holy Ghost. The fullness of the Spirit in him. So he could recognize Satan moving. Could recognize him moving. Amen. Now, Satan breaks down, destroys churches. Some years ago, I met a man of God, or I went to listen to a man of God in the Cape Town International Convention Center. This man is... uh, David Wilkinson. Have you heard of him? I think he wrote the cross and the switchblade. Great man of God. That time I didn't know Bishop Dag, my pastor, who writes about loyalty and disloyalty. I didn't know. But it was the first time I heard uh, a pastor speak about the breakup of his church. And he didn't, he didn't mention the people that caused the breakup. He attributed the breakup to the work of the devil. So he was speaking and he was telling us that he's got this big church in New York City. And he said, but Satan entered the church. And uh, he used some of the pastors there to divide the church into two. And half of the church went and they started another church somewhere else. And I'm left with this. And I never forget that. I'll never forget it as long as I live. I sat there and the first time I heard the man attributed the breakup of the church to the work of Satan. Yeah. We who are ignorant, we will always want to point to something and say, Nee man, die pastor, hy was nie lekker met die mense nie. And to die mense, hy het die geld gesteel, hy het offerings gevat. Uh, we, we attribute things to so many things but we cannot see Satan we cannot see Satan but I want you to become knowledgeable to start to see the works of the devil are you with me? Paul wrote and said, we shall not be ignorant concerning the devil's tactics. Amen. Amen. You know, ignorance can rub off on you. As a whole day with unwoselike mense loop, and raak zij net so unwoselik. Now it's true. You know, I played football. I was a very good soccer player. And um, I was 18 years old and I played with the, with the top soccer players. Then I made a stupid decision. I told uh, my coach, I want to play a little with the, where my age group is playing. Second division, third division, because there you can run through a lot of players. 
And the other players that were waiting for a, 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 a role in the team, they were excited when if Chris gets out, there's a place for us. So they didn't encourage me to stay. They said, no, 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 no. Then you can go play second division. So I went to play second division. Vrachtiva. My football went from playing top to down because I played just so silly like the people I was playing with. And I think, what has fought with me? I used to score, I used to, but now I can't. And when they pulled me back and my football came back, I, I played with the guys that can, that can control and pass a ball properly. So tell your neighbor sitting next to you, here, your group says he's ignorant even a free writing must not afford me. A free writing must not afford me. Amen. Listen to me. More churches are destroyed by the work of disloyalty than by anything else we know. A satanic attack through conspiracy. Do you know what's a conspiracy? <laughs> Some people believe the moon Now, some people believe the earth is flat. That's a conspiracy. Do you see? And they believe that the people have been lying to us all these years because they showed us a picture of a round. Yeah. They say, no, they're lying. So, who's lying? That's men at some way. So, somebody asked this conspiracy man, now what about the stars? They say, that's what they move with the machine. Like they say, that's Now you ask, what about the falling star? They say, no, 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 it's a good thing. Someone sits in the control center. Conspiracy. You laugh about it, but there's conspiracy in the church. Make believe lies and accusations about the men of God. This is the devil's. I'm explaining to you how the devil works. <clears throat> the devil works through accusations. Are you listening to me? Conspiracies, accusations. To accuse is to, to say something about someone that's not true. You accuse me. Of being a thief. Jesus was accused. They said he's a thief. That's why he was buried between two thieves. But was he a thief? Did Jesus steal from people? Hello? The accusation. They said he's going to break down the temple. But he then said, I will build my church. It's an accusation. Yeah. Paul was also accused. All the great people are accused. So accusations will come to every man of God. If you come into the ministry and you have knowledge and not ignorant, then you won't be so sad if somebody says something bad about you because they said it about Christ, they said it about Paul, they said it about every great man of God. So you must accept it. It's part of the ministry. 
That's why ministries work. But you don't realize that an accusation is not innocent. An accusation will weaken you. I mark you pop. Say full ampad se believe me You feel as if here after all I've done for these people. Listen what they say. Hey, how you look cake man? Fat 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 yellow good. And you walk away. In Revelation, the Bible says when the, when the accuser is going to be stopped at the end of this age, then there will be strength that will return to the church. What does it mean? When the accuser is working, strength is gone. Say, mark me so lang. Yeah. Anyway, I want to come to something more important. This is what the conference is about. And uh, accusations, fault finding, fault finding, you find fault. Find fault. Yeah. You get professional fault finders. Do you know? I never knew this, but when I was uh, taking my television for repair many years ago at National Panasonic, the guy said to me, the TV will only be ready on Thursday. I said, why, why so long? He said, no, we are waiting for a fault finder. <laughs> I said, in the church, there's a lot of fault finders. I can bring some. Now they said a professional fault finder. You must find the fault in the TV. It's a profession. And many people here in the church, they have that profession. Be careful that you don't become a fault finder. Because if you want to find fault, you can. If you want to find fault in me, you can find fault. And after you've made a list of all the faults, give me the page, I'll write some, some stuff you didn't know that's also fault in me. Because no human being is perfect. Amen? But you don't know how Satan uses these things to destroy the work of God. And many people that are not part of our church anymore, that are lying by the wayside, if they had only listened, and receive knowledge of the Holy Spirit, they will still be on the road to righteousness. Because only those that go to the end will be saved. Amen. Disloyalty and all the evils are destructive weapons in the devil's armor to destroy the church of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And the strongest campaign of Satan is in the area of deception. Now you must, No, no, no. These are terms you will get to know and understand because this is an area of knowledge that you are not aware of. If you talk about airplane engines and they'll talk about jets and stuff, I, I don't know. There's terminology with every area of knowledge. Say amen. Like the dentist people here, the people who study dentistry, they will tell you that there's some terms that we don't know. It's, it's, it's like that. Biology, there's terms we don't know. Now, in loyalty and disloyalty, there are terms you must come to understand. And one of the terms, and probably one of the main terms, is deception. Say deception. Deception, disgrace. You'll find it in Lion King chapter 2, part 2. Because there was also deception and disgrace. Actually, all good movies of, or have deception. You know, when you watch a movie, James Bond, 
you'll see that sometimes the guy that's working with him is actually a crook. But he thinks the guy's on his side. And then when he's busy fighting, the guy also pulls out the gun and says, Ah! It's deception. It's treachery. It's lying. Yes. One of the movies of James Bond is even called The Spy Who Loved Me. And another love story is called Sleeping With The Enemy. All films are about crooks, liars, thieves. Do you think they're on your side but they're against you? Where does this idea come from? It's satanic. It's normal. It's in the church. That the people who are supposed to help you, they can actually be your enemy. Another movie is Jesus of Nazareth. When Jesus was sitting by a table, the guy sitting next to him was Judas. He made as if he was with him, but he was against him. So Jesus knew everything because he had the spirit of knowledge. He said, one of you will betray me. He said, huh? Bishop, Bishop. So Peter told John, ask, ask, ask him. Ask him. He said, the one who dips with me, he be that one. And just when Jesus was about to dip, Judas, he, was, he wasn't thinking, he was thinking of the money that he had to go and collect at a certain time. He also just absent-mindedly dipped a piece of bread. Ah, and when the, both hands went into the, into the bowl, he realized Jesus knew it was. The man who dips with me, because they took their bread and they dipped it in the soup to eat. So, the one who dips with me, he said, Jesus said, what you must do, do it quickly. The Bible says the disciples thought he was talking about sending Judas out to go pay something. But Jesus was referring to the, the, the treachery, the traitor, the deceiver that was, gonna, that was once with me. But now he turned against me. Are you here? Hallelujah. So, the strongest weapon of Satan is deception. And if Satan can deceive you, he will destroy you. Amen? Now, Satan makes many people believe, and this is, this is what happens in churches. Please listen to me. I'm making you clever today. Say thank you, Pastor. Satan makes many people believe they are fighting a man. Are you with me? So like, if people leave a, a church, and I'm helping you to, to, to stay long in the church so that you can endure to the end and be saved. All right? So what Satan does, he deceives you by thinking, the pastor standing in front here is not preaching the right stuff. So you go on a campaign to tell the people what the right stuff is. Are you with me? Everything, no, this man is doing, is doing something bad. The devil had, had, had come into your cup and you're completely confused. Now you think you're fighting a man and you're fighting, you're fighting the hypocrisy in the church. In other words, like, these pastors just want to make themselves rich. I better warn the people. These pastors are, are busy, you know? 
You know? Some people believe the conspiracy that I was part of the, uh, the group that belonged to uh, Bill Gates. And yeah, I was helping Bill Gates to get more people vaccinated so that they can all die. Yeah. So that we must now warn the people against this past. They really believe. Take Hulles Mal. It's 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 every as a as a makkelijke Afrikaanse word for deception. Hulles Mal in the copper. Now Gluwelle spooky spook stories. But they really think, look, they really believe that they are they're doing a good thing. They're gonna warn the world against this wicked man here who's stealing their money and who and who has put injections in them to die. <laughs> it's no different than Paul. Listen, Paul the Apostle was first called Saul, and he was driving around finding Christians that were preaching about Jesus and he was killing them. One such Christian was Stephen. Stephen was being stoned and the Bible says that people that threw stones, they put their coats on the hand of a man called Saul. And he stood there and he saw the death of Stephen. And he thought he's doing God a favor. Not knowing he was being used by the devil to destroy the church. It was when Jesus met him on the road to Damascus, when he was struck from his horse, and the Lord asked him, Saul, Saul, why are you attacking the church? He said, Lord, but I'm doing a good thing. He said, no, you are fighting against me. And then the Bible says he was blind. You see, he had to close his carnal eyes so that when the scales fell off, he could then see spiritually. Ah! And he wrote to us most of the things concerning disloyal people. It was he who said, Mark those who cause division amongst you. Mark them. And do not be friends with them. Paul wrote it. At first he didn't understand. But when the ignorance fell off him, he started to see heavenly things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That I said to explain to you that disloyalty is in operation. Now, quickly, just a few more minutes. Can I preach? Just a few. I want to help you. you I also can't teach you this thing like in just a, in just a, a minute. Are you with me? Uh, I need to really spend time with you. So this is only one thing. Yes. The inability to be faithful is the greatest killer of business and ministries. Amen. There's a feeling that everybody feels there's a shorter way, a quicker way, and an easier way. And Satan capitalizes on this tendency. It's so strong that you are right. You, deception is so strong. When you are deceived, you think that black is white and white is black. I'll tell you now what it means. <clears throat> There's a tendency in all of us. Isn't there a shortcut? So now, 
you come to the church and you come up in the ranks, you become maybe a deputy pastor, assistant pastor, um, something. And if you, if you stay and follow and obey, somewhere down the line, you'll probably become a senior of the pastors here. But you want a shortcut. You can't wait so long. You rather decide to form your own grouping and start your own church called Gubli Gob Ministries International. Because you want a shortcut. It's the same with workers in the workplace. We, we only love faithfulness when it, when it, when it, when it uh, benefits us. But when, when we must be faithful, we can't see it. I'll explain. If you marry a man, you all want your men to be faithful to you. Sisters, is it true or not true? And I said in the conference, I, some, some things I say in the conference, I can't say here because the conference, I am more at ease to speak because of the long hours. But I explained in the conference that men, it's a very difficult thing for a man to be loyal to a woman. Because uh, uh, the normal nature of a, of a male is that he must have more than one, one, one wife. It's the normal, it's normality. Just look at animals. You hardly find one animal stay with one wife for the rest of his life. After he's finished with the one wife, he looks for another one. And then he looks for another one. And he looks for another one. Yes. So men have the capacity to love more than one person. And men with their lust, they're always looking for more than one woman. I'm explaining to the woman why you must appreciate your man if he's faithful to you. Because it's not in his nature. Only by the help of the Holy Spirit can he stay single-eyed. Because loyalty has a single eye. net info. All the Bible characters we read about, they couldn't, they couldn't pass this test. Abram number one. Our father Abram. Are you not? Don't you sing? Father Abram had many sons and many sons that father Abram. I am one of them and so are you. So let's go marching on. Well, hold it. Your father Abram. I can not say one girl to be here. Jacob. He had Leah and Rachel. And not just them, he took the servants also. That's where the 12 sons come from, by four women. And then David, the sweet singer of Israel, he sang that wonderful chorus. As the deer panteth for the water, Lord, my soul longs after. But when he saw Bathsheba, he said, Aye! She had the shape of a Coca-Cola bottle.
and he couldn't he couldn't stay with one wife Solomon thought I'm not going to make the mistake of my father I will marry 700 women and I will add to them 300 concubines concubine is a girlfriend but they were legitimate they all lived in the palace Listen, I, I, I'm teaching you loyalty. But you woman, you don't want your man to be disloyal to you. Am I right? Say, well, I'm not for yourself. Say, well, look, I'm with your blade until death has to part. In sickness and health, for butter or voice. Now, it's, 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 it's a right thing. Because in the New Testament, The Bible says now an elder must be a man of one wife. You can't have more than one wife. But I'm saying it's hard. But the men practice the loyalty and you like that loyalty. That's why I say to all women whose husbands have been faithful to them, spoil your husband because it's also something that he has to fight. He has to fight not to be distracted by other women. Spoil him. Give him due benevolence. Anyway, come to the conference. I talk about those things in the conference. <clears throat> Now, if you are a boss at the job, don't you want your workers to be loyal to you? Do you want them to steal the money behind your back? Your company will never make profit, isn't it? Do you want them to say, "Oh, I found a better job. I'm sorry, I'm leaving now." Would you like it? You don't like it? Now, when it's your turn to be faithful, Then you don't look at those things you see. You don't see the devil will pet you and say, Ah, man, I'm not going to Pastor Chris's church anymore. I'm going to go down to Gubli Gop International. Let me tell you something quickly before we go on. I'm not preaching this because I'm, uh, members are leaving here. No. no, no, no. I preach every year because I try to make you see this is what the devil will tell you. And you know what? Even through the teachings every year, it's, it's called an injection. People still fall for the same mistakes that the devil uses. Is it wrong to leave a church? No, it's not wrong. If you live in rebellion, the fruit of your actions will show down the road. You became nothing fast, slowly in reverse gear. You became a, a broken entity with no fruit to show. The chances are you won't be serving the Lord a few months down the line. You won't be serving the Lord. So it's weird to in your own manier. Want sy het nie gesien, as die duivel wat besig is met jou nie. That's why, you have to fight, and make war, against Satan's tactics, of trying to deceive you, and to bring you out. One of the tricks of the devil, you can see it in nature. The Bible says, does nature not teach you? When the animals attack the herd, They try to separate one of the cows or one of the, the bookies from the rest. Once we can separate him, we are gonna kill, we're going to kill him. Oh, and when uh, church members start to become separated from the crowd, the enemy is coming for you. You have been targeted by Satan. But whilst you remain with the crowd, there's a few big bulls on the outside. Oy! There's a few fat mamas on the backside. And you are covered in the center. 
They can't try, but they can't get you. Yeah, because you are covered. You are covered. And then there's the presence of God that is here. Will cover you. Oh my God, my time, my time is up. I came to preach something, but my time is up. Let me give you just three points quickly and something to take with you. Principles of loyalty. Number one, a loyal person always exposes the wrongdoers to the leadership. You say, Pastor Chris, I want to be loyal. Okay? Everybody that wants to be loyal, just, just put up your hand. I wanna, I'm going to teach you how to be loyal now quickly. Pastor, I don't want the devil to take me out like you are saying. I really want to endure to the end, Pastor. Pastor, can you help me? Okay. What must I do? I can't tell you everything, but I'm going to give you a few keys. Okay? Number one, a loyal person always exposes wrongdoing to the leadership. Are you with me? If you find out that things, people are saying things and speaking things against the church and against the leadership, you must come to the leadership and tell them. Pastor, where do you see this in the Bible? Joseph, the man that had the technical dream coat. The Bible says, whatever his brothers discussed and what they did, he went to his father and he told his father Jacob, this is what they say. The Bible says, those brothers hated him, but his father loved him. Hallelujah. And his father gave him a coat of many colors because of his loyalty. Some people say maybe because he was the last born. No, it was because of his loyalty. The father will love you because of your Now you sit and people start to choo, 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 choo. say so, uh, 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 and you don't tell. Now when, when, when something happens, the person leaves in rebellion, you knew about it. If you came to tell us earlier, we could have saved that person. But you kept quiet. You see? And that's when we get in the church factions. God wants us all to be one big family. Not groups against each other. You must kill that thing. They won't like you, but it's better like that. Let the father rather like you. Don't worry about the brothers that hate you. You must expose wrongdoing to the leadership if you want to be loyal. Are you learning? That's point number one. Hallelujah. Uh. Sorry, this new machine that my son brought me messes me around all the time. Six principles of loyalty. A loyalty, a loyal person. 1 Corinthians 5 verse 1. That's where the scripture comes from. It is reported. Put it in the now NLT, now, now NLT. Are you still awake? Ask your neighbor. Did you come like this? You slap her. The devil that you only slap, my neighbor, he has knowledge saved. He has knowledge created. Listen, 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 listen. Paul wrote to the church.
church of Corinthians. He wrote a long dissertation that they must not be sexually impure. Why did Paul write about sex to the Corinthians? Must I tell you why? Because a very loyal person in the church came to tell him that So Paul said, I can hardly believe the report. The what? The, re the what? What is the report? Somebody came to tell me about the sexual immorality going on among you. Something that even pagans don't do. Then he says, I am what? Hello? I am told. I am told that a man in your church is living in sin with his stepmother. Hey! So Paul spent the rest of the letter teaching the Corinthians what is right and what is wrong. Because some loyal person came to tell the leadership van die goed wat jylle wegsteek, jylle stiek mos jylle goed weg. And this loyalty doesn't come overnight. Normally it's gossiping first among one another. The, the, the talking, the talking, the talking. When you hear something, you may come to the leadership. Come and tell us. Hallelujah. That's why. You see, they'll even say later, hey, yeah, and they keep you away and they make you look like you're a bad person. But you're not a bad person. You are a good person. You are the right person. Because you are breaking the devil's work in the church. They call you a pimper. That's what they call you. But don't worry if they don't love you. The Father loves you. And the Father will give you a coat of many colors. Hallelujah. Oh, I love my preaching. If I had money now, I would have given myself an offering. But the loyal person won't worry what people think about him. He will say, I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell pastor what you say. Are you learning? Genuinely loyal. Hallelujah. 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 Genesis 37 verse 3. Just look. Okay. Verse 2 first. Verse 2. Verse 2. You must come this afternoon. I'm going to go further, okay? This is the account of Jacob. Can you hear me at the back there, Pastor Ali? This rain is really battling with my voice, but I'm fighting because ministry is war. This is the account of Jacob and his family. When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended the father's flocks. Can you see? 
He worked for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Bala and Zilpa. He's a man that but Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. Come on. Then the next verse. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children. Because Jacob has been born to him in his old age. So one day Jacob made him a special gift made for Joseph a beautiful coat of many colors. Hij was een laat lammetje. Maar hij heeft pa alles komt vertellen van hij stoot mannen. Amen. Number two. Quickly, I give you another point. Oh, Lord help me. A murmurer is a disloyal person. Hallelujah. A murmurer is a disloyal person. Philippians 2:14. I'm teaching you in the church this morning. Philippians 2, 14. Do everything without murmuring and arguing. King James uses the word murmur. King James. Do all things without murmuring and disputing. Disputing is another word for arguing. Hallelujah. Murmuring is when a person talks undertones. Like this. So when you come closer, then they... Christians, listen to me. You might be born again, but this ugly demonic menace might still be in you. I'm teaching you. Paul said there must be no such things. You must do things without complaining. God hated complaining. We ashes, we must be here. Yeah? The other people only come up past nine. You are murmuring. You, are, you have been given a job to do in the church and you are murmuring. Worshippers must be your hoppers. You're a scoot pastor. None of them can do it properly. They rather moan. I'm preaching. I, I, I'm not angry with anyone. See me smiling. People have the bad impression when we talk about bad things, pastor squad. Pastor squad? It's the word of God. It's the word of God. Do all things without murmuring and disputing. And you know when people murmur? When they think they can't openly express their opinions. Yeah, I've heard that thing here also at BMI. Who had said, no, they frag, frag, that they were disloyal. She must not frag, that all the same is disloyal, she is disloyal. I can't say that I'm worried in BMI. But actually, we encourage you asking us questions so that we can help you. 
But this thing that you're only talking to, who many ifrani does have yet this loyal? You have no knowledge, you are ignorant. I'm afraid to ask a question. Otherwise, they will brand me as disloyal. But a loyal person asks a lot of questions. Maybe I must close with this one. This is a Numbers 14, verse 2, please. Numbers 14, verse 2. All the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would we have died in the land of Egypt? Or would God have we died in the wilderness? And why had God brought us into this land? They were now moaning. They were complaining. Why did God bring us to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be prey? Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? And they said one to another, Let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will those people provoke me? The Lord got angry with this murmurous. And how long will it be ere uh, they believe me for all the signs which I have showed them? So murmuring, ladies and gentlemen, is a very dangerous position to take in. God hates murmurers. God destroyed the people in the desert. Actually, the saddest thing about the desert journey of the Egyptians, of the Israelites, they often say it's a sign of our Christianity. We are born again and we go through the wilderness. When we come to the Jordan, that's the, that's the place of our death. We cross over Jordan, we're in heaven, the promised land. It's a, it's a metaphoric explanation of our Christian journey. Say it, amen. But this is the sad thing about that journey. The people committed sexual deeds, ugly stuff, and God didn't punish them badly for that stuff. But when they murmured, when they complained, they complained. The Bible says, God said, this generation will not go into the promised land because they saw all the hard work that I did for them, all the miracles, the provision of the food coming through the Red Sea, and still they complain, they shall not enter into my rest. They must all die. And the Bible says the corpses lay in the wilderness. They didn't enter the land. Only Joshua, Caleb, and the sons that were born to that generation because it was a generation of murmurers and complainers. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Numbers 11 verse 1, when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. And the Lord heard it. And his anger was kindled and the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them. Right, my last key for you is disloyalty is the fruit of ignorance. A 
this, a loyal person must study history in order to be loyal to a cause. You have to be fully persuaded about the vision. Loyalty demands full persuasion. The Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy because certain people were criticizing Paul to Timothy. In order to encourage Timothy, Paul asked him to remember things about his life. You'll find this in 2 Timothy 3 verse 10. You know, when people start to blame or accuse your pastor about anything, this is how the devil breaks churches. They accuse the pastor of being a bad man, so he's... They encourage, don't go there, man. That's a bad pastor. It's, it's the devil's work to break up the church. Yeah. And um, you are then encouraged to give with them. Then Paul had to say to, 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 to Timothy, Timothy, don't listen to what they say. Remember, remember. You see, you mustn't forget. We came here to a Sant Fialci. There was nothing. I, you didn't even attend church. You were sitting at home on a Sunday morning. Going to you save with your sasaka. And then with the change you stood in the lotto line, hoping you can slot the jackpot. But now that you're born again, you are dressed neat. Yeah, your hair's combed backwards with nice go, go black green stuff on your hair, and you look decent. And you're in the house of God. People call you brother and sister. In the in the in the in the in the, in the streets they used to call you Jay. Now it's sister, brother. See, you, you find some decency. But now they tell you this is a bad pastor. Did you forget how you were helped when you had nothing? You see? So Paul is telling him, you knew my doctrine, man. How can I now be a false teacher? You didn't enjoy the teaching when you came. You were helped, you were blessed. You know my doctrine, you know my way of life. You know my purpose, you know my faith, my long suffering, my pace, you know. You must be reminded because if you don't know, you're ignorant. And it's the fruit of this loyalty. Are you, are you with me? It's the fruit of this loyalty. If you want to believe in the vision, and I want to say this to all of you in closing, let me close. I can say so much. Oh God, help me. This is something that is in my heart. I can speak without reading a note for, for seven hours because it's in my heart. I've seen the devastating effect of Satan. The thing that makes me so happy is if you grow in the Lord. I'm not jealous for you. I want you to earn lots of money to be blessed, to have God's blessing on your life because if you're blessed, I know you will also bless me, isn't it? Yeah, so it's, 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 it's to my advantage that you must be blessed. I wanted to be well with you. So Satan comes to take you away from the place that was the place of your blessing. And you don't know how he comes. Unfortunately, my time does not allow me to unpack many other aspects. But keep listening. Keep watching. Keep listening. It's a little tip that my son, Bishop Dag, said it once when I was preaching in front of him. When he came, he took the platform. He said, I like what Pastor Chris said. I like it so much. I like it more than. Yeah. He said, you keep watching. Keep listening. You will discover the secrets.
your end is 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 your 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 future looks powerfully splendid ahead but the devil is not happy with where you're going so he wants to come and put some poison in your ear you see to make you lose so and it, it comes subtly by gossiping all these ugly things criticism passiveness you don't you're not involved you sit one side you just find fault that's why there's a lot of new people that come here we are happy that you're here but we want you to become real followers of the ministry you must you must be fully persuaded that the pastor that's leading you is a good pastor so if if you discover this is not a good pastor you can leave without being disloyal did you know that do you know you can leave without being disloyal I'm closing. I'm finished. I'm just putting the last dots on this airplane that I've landed. You can leave. You can just come to the pastor and say, Pastor Chris, I like your teachings and everything and everything, but this is the reason why I think I'm going to go worship at Facebook International Ministries, you know? But I love you, and I won't say anything bad about the church. It's so beautiful. So tomorrow when I get you in the street, we're not angry. We love one another. Hey, I was, I was going at the new church. He said, well, now it's working. Pastor, it's not as nice as what was your church, but I'm helping them, you know. I'm helping them. It's, so that's not a disloyal exit. It's not a disloyal exit. Now, the disloyal people, the leavers, want you to think that you can't leave and then the pastor brands you as a, as a, as a disloyal orangu. They, they bring you a lot of lies because they feel... They feel they left with, 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 with rebellion. If you live with rebellion, it's very difficult. Because you're going to go down, you're going to be destroyed eventually. Just like Absalom, David's son, Judah, Judas was hanged, Judas hanged himself. The one who betrayed Jesus, Absalom who fought against his father. Some pastors here fought against me. I, I birthed them in the ministry. They knew nothing about God. And they fight me. They, the end will be the same as Absalom. Nothing, it can't be different. I also have fathers in the ministry. I never fought them. Oh no. I st I'm still in relationship to them. I serve them. I bless them. I look after them. Because I don't want what happened to Absalom to happen to me. I don't want my head to get caught in the bowels of that old oak tree. I don't want to hang upside down on a cross like Judas. I don't want to. No, no, no. So I honor my pastors and my leaders. And I'm not here to change my father. I had enough of this one father, I want this other. No, 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 no. You are ignorant concerning the works of the ministry. When you become born again, you need to learn and you need to grow. You need to be committed to one place. And if you, if you, if you are persuaded, this is a good man then you have to stay. Now the forces will come to take you away. But when you learn what I'm teaching, you will be aware, ah, this is a devil. This is a devil. This is a devil. This is a But if you don't know, you're going you're gonna to step on landmines and you're going to explode and your life will be a disaster. A disaster. And if you think I'm lying, I'm not. I can show you the 
destruction of people. Yeah. I was preaching about you yesterday. Did they tell you? Did some people scan to you that I was preaching about you yesterday? Yeah, I thought they'll take the news to you. I was as because I wanted to see how they... But I was saying good things about you. She, this lady, can I tell them? It's a nice testimony, no? This lady, stand. She, she, she's a very good member, but she left my church some time ago. Say, ah. She, she was running after an apostle. She wanted to be the first lady of a church. <laughs> yeah. And then when she came into the pigsty, she realized, Naiman, it was better at my father's house. There we ate real food. The apostle can never make it cost. He can never make it cost. But my I'm gonna go back now. I spoke about her because I said few people have the humility to come back. That is one person that did that. But she also didn't leave bad. She didn't leave bad. I, I, don't, I can't remember saying anything. But I think it was this apostle. She wanted to be a first lady. So for a few months, she was a first lady. Hey! But then she said, I'd rather go back and be an ordinary member. Remember the prodigal son said, I'd rather go back and be a servant in the house of my father than to be a son. Because even the servants, they eat better food. Than, 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 than what we eating here in the pigsty. And she came and she said, Pastor, I'm sorry, man. I should, not, I should not have gone there. Can I come back? I said, sure. We are waiting for you. I said, the church is dead now since you've gone because you used to shout and scream. And she's flowing. Now people want you to have a, the wrong idea. The pastor is going to do the student. No, no, you must lies is the devil's main weapon. He's called the father of lies. You must be persuaded that the man that is leading you is a good man. You see, then there's no reason to be disloyal. Yeah, then you can sit and say, Pastor Chris is gonna lead me to a good place. He's gonna lead me to a good place. You must be fully persuaded. Don't play, don't mock with disloyalty. Don't, don't think what I'm saying is a joke. Because brother, I used to get sad when I see people fall. I, I, I kind of don't get sad anymore. I become hard. You know, it's like an undertaker. When he fetches the body, I say, if you can jammer, I fully jammer. I say, no, no, he'll have three days and run for him. You become cold, become hard. So I've seen this before. And you, 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 only the first few months of your life, you're still going to be excited. Because at the new church you go, they will soon say, oh, we have a new sister here. Oh, and they say, can I not you? Not you. Uh, don't you want to testify? But now say, two and three, but then say, naam vergader. No, I state for you, alles for testify. They say, I've never met Michael with my hand. But here, in the synagogue, hallelujah. And they speak clean, they speak of the kerkies. But they have a big church, hallelujah. Maar hier die sing ook die Heere beweeg hier, halleluja. O Heere die druppel van op my kop, my boven hier sê. Dierbares. Thank you, you may sit, my sister. I really love the people that I, that I pastor. 
Let me tell you something about me that you didn't know. I've committed my life to be loyal here till the day I die. You see? And I don't expect you to be loyal to me. I first want to be loyal to you. And you can all leave here. But I, for I, I won't leave here. It's not because I founded the church or anything. It's my ministry, it's my life. I've given my life to nurture people, to guide them into the beauty of holiness. And we worship Jesus, our Lord. Now people will come with stories, ah, you're an unbutter pastor. You don't believe stupid lies. We're only teaching you manners and order. And because there's no order and manners in the communities, when they see how people behave well, they say, oh, you're an unbutter man. They say, who's the makar person? That's who comes, they the order in your living. And as you order, see, now, like it's snacks for you. That like snacks. They can't order me. You used to being rude to people. So when you see discipline and order, you find it strange. You are deceived. You are deceived. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm finished preaching. I'm finished preaching. Now we have to. Hey, Kiki, take you. We're going to break bread now. All right? But I'm going to, this afternoon I'll teach. I'm teaching a very powerful sermon this afternoon, 4 o'clock. You are all welcome. Let's get ready. Let's pray. Let's pray. Bow your heads and pray. <laughs> I feel the Holy Spirit here. feel his presence here. Stand to your feet. Don't move around. Don't make a noise now. The Holy Spirit is here. Don't disturb the Holy Spirit. It's like a dove. It's like a dove. It's like a dove. Ask him to touch your life. That you won't fall prey to Satan's tricks. That you will endure to the end. That you will endure to the end. Not many make it, not many make it. The Bible says, wide is the way that leads to destruction. Many are found on that way. So many.
He said, broad is the way that leads to destruction and many, many, many will be found on it. Narrow is the way that leads to righteousness. Narrow is the way. And few will be found on it. Say, Jesus, let me be found on that narrow way. Let me be found on that narrow way. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Faithful God. Faithful God, you are faithful God. Makate shota yata la bakata, koposheka yabaka. It's anti-satanic, anti-satanic preaching. Satan hates the preaching. The ignorance is going away from the people. He can't deceive the people anymore. He can't deceive the people. My faithful God. Sing it, Virgin. Serve the people with the breaking of the bread. Lift your hand. Softly, 
if you are here this morning and you could hear God speaking to you as I was preaching I want to pray for you come out and come stand here I want to pray for you if you feel that as I was talking God was talking to you I don't know what your problem is what you need is but God knows if you don't know Jesus as your savior you want to give him a chance in your life come to the front I want to pray with you today is the day of a new beginning maybe you didn't understand loyalty and I just started to explain some things you want to say pastor I don't want to fall by the wayside pray for me as we sing it one more time. Faithful God. Faithful God. Faithful God. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. not fall by the wayside if you are planted in the house of the Lord surely you shall flourish in the courts of our God stay planted let no man uproot you let no woman uproot you resist the wickedness become like Joseph the one whom the father loves don't look for the attention of the people. Look for the attention of the Father. And you shall receive a coat of many colors. Because of your faithfulness. 
Oh thou faithful God There is no shadow of turning with thee Great is thy faithfulness Make us faithful O Lord Make us faithful also Make us faithful